0: I realize that this is what I've always supposed to have been doing with my life, but I'm a really big believer that, you know, we go through different things in our life to learn. They all happen for a reason, even though we might not want
1: them to be happening. Welcome to the Capital Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Brinkley. Each week, we hear from stay-at-home moms, who earn at least $2,000 per month without having to miss out on any of the precious moments with their kids. I am so excited to introduce today's guest, Lindsay Bonadonna. Lindsay is a mom of two girls ages eight and four and the founder of Kale and Cake LLC, where she is a healthy habits coach and yoga teacher. She is an encourager and optimist who helps moms live fuller healthier, more vibrant lives through simple, fun-sized habits so that they can make a meaningful impact in their family and the world for generations to come. Lindsay, welcome
0: to the show. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I am so, so excited. I always love being around other optimists and encouragers, and you're definitely one. So I'm just like trying to temper some of my excitement so I'm not just like the whole time. I
1: know, I know when I go back sometimes and listen to the podcast, I'm like, do I just sound like a giddy little girl or what? (laughs) But it's so much fun. Yes. (laughs) In, In just a minute, I want you to tell about your journey to becoming a stay at home mom. But first, I want you to share what is an example of a fun size habit? Like I've never heard it put in that term. You know, I've heard of like simple or small, but never that word fun size. And it always reminds me that word reminds me of when I was growing up, my mom always packed our lunches, um, and she would always put the little fun-sized Snickers bar. In. Yes, <laughs> and that's exactly what it reminds me. Of. That's exactly what it should remind
0: you of. So, when I was developing my approach, you know, I I want to making changes in our lives can feel really, really intimidating. And I'm a really big believer, which is why I named my company Kale and Cake, that A Healthy, Vibrant Life absolutely can include both of these things, that we can have our kale, but we can also have real honest-to-goodness cake. So as I was thinking, well, what are other words for tiny and that feel approachable, and there's lots of buzzwords out there? And I was like, you know what? Like fun size, like the candy bar, like everybody loves those, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where it came from because the way that I – help my moms develop their habits is that they are so teeny tiny and fun size that when done, they really don't feel like doing much at the end of the day, but they're really doing a lot and they just continue to compound and compound and compound. And then before you know it, you have a healthy, sustainable, vibrant life that you really love that does not involve restriction.
1: That's awesome. And that is such music to my ears because that's things that, you know, when you start to think about, okay, I need to get my health in check, I need to get healthy, you always think, okay, I'm going to have to like cut back and restrict, and it's going to be really hard. So it just sounds like you have a way of making that more fun. And I want to talk about that more later. But first, let's talk about your journey to becoming a stay at home slash work at home mom i i keep telling people we've got to come up with a better term for it because it's not it's not just what you think of when you think stay at home mom but it's also not what you think of with work at home it's it's so much more flexible than that but um you know just tell us about your journey and and how you came to be this coach and this founder of this business yeah it's
0: crazy you know looking back on it um I realize that this is what I've always supposed to been doing with my life, but I'm a really big believer that, you know, we go through different things in our life to learn. They all happen for a reason, even though we might not want them to be happening or they really like suck in that moment. But, you know, it really all started from like, as young as I could remember, I could remember being 13, 14, working at my family's business and just always wanting to help people and let them know that they are doing a great job. And then as I got older, that just kind of continued to manifest. And I spent 13 years in the craft beer industry, which was amazing. And when um, I was with my second husband, so we had a child and, you know, at the time I had left I was still working at my current job. So I was working for a wholesaler. It was a very exciting job. It was like the job of my dreams at the time. I had my daughter and I had 12 weeks of maternity. And needless to say, very quickly, I was like, oh, I really want to stay home with her. Oh, yes. So (laughs) I was very, we made some changes. I became a stay at home mom officially, but my, My now ex husband um, had his own business. So I would help out in bits and pieces there where I could. And, you know, something that occurred to me and something that I really appreciated about him too was that there was a point in time where he was a stay at home dad in his last marriage. So he really appreciated and understood how hard it is. And I agree with you 100%, Stephanie. It's like coming up with a different term because. I think a lot of times when people hear stay at home mom, they're like, cool, like you're eating bonbons and like
1: drinking coffee all all day.
0: day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is a lie. Like, whoever started that, huge lie. It's the same with when you're an entrepreneur and they think it's like, oh, you must be rolling in the dough, going on vacations. Also a lie. Never worked harder in my life. But, anyways, um, as my first daughter got older, I started working at his brewery and restaurant full time. And I was doing marketing, running the business, really wearing a number of hats and getting my feet wet there. But the whole time there was a very strong thread of family. So we worked together a lot. There were times where I would often stay at home with my daughter or she would just come to work with us, etc. It was pretty interesting. So it's weird because while I wasn't like Physically at home with her, she was always really around, whether it was at the brewery or at home. Um, So fast forward again, we go into a very large expansion with the business. And as life tends to happen for me, everything happens at one time. So we decide to make a significant expansion to the business at a very large restaurant, build a new facility. And I also find out I'm pregnant with our second. So that felt like a complete whirlwind the entire time and what was really insane like looking back at him like this was crazy but um had her and two weeks later was back at work so again this is kind of one of those places where you know the home moved essentially right like we had our home obviously where we slept but where we were raising our children changed and our business became that so lots of pictures lots of memories where I was just wearing my daughter, Lucci, like walking around the office, had my AirPods in, taking calls like um, there are pictures of her dad, like wearing her on his back while he's brewing beer. And then also just the community that we had around us, like everybody would hold her. And care. I mean, it was just it was a whole thing. Um, so working together was something that we probably shouldn't have done at the end of the day. It was very hard Um, while we both had the same vision. We had two different directions of getting there. And while I am the eternal optimist, um, my ex is more of a uh, he calls himself a realist. Right. And I'm like, well, I'm also a realist because optimists can be realists. But yes, um, there came a point in time in 2018 where the business was really at a, a critical point. Jason had to go back into production. He asked me to step up and act as the CEO of the company. And my ego was very excited at that idea. So I was like, oh, I can save everything. I can do everything. This will all be great. Well, I ended up getting very, very sick that year. So my daughter at this time was still less than a year old. Um working a million hours. I was eating pretty much living off of French fries at the time, because those were always easily available to me at the restaurant. And before you know it, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and Sjogren's syndrome and Hashimoto's. I was starting to have these really intense headaches that were completely paralyzing. I couldn't get out of bed. And there was this Point where my ex said to me, he's like, Lindsay is like, you, we got to do something here because I don't want to be rolling you around in a wheelchair in a few years because you can't walk and you're not taking care of yourself. And that was really eye opening to me because, and Stephanie, I'm sure that you can relate and other moms listening out there, we have a very strong capacity and tendency to normalize not feeling well, and to normalize dysfunction. So when I started on my health journey, uh, one of my dear friends that worked with me at the time was involved with Arbon And she was like, I think I have something that can help you. So I was like, I am willing to try anything. So I did their 30-day program actually two months in a row, which is essentially it's an elimination diet. I found out that I was sensitive to gluten and dairy through that. I started feeling much better. I was like, whoo, the world's opening up. This is great. And this is like kind of an interesting pivot. So, cause it all again happened at one time. So, right around this time, she was always talked to me about, well, you should you should join my team. And I'm just like, I'm not getting involved in a creepy MLM. Like I love you, but no, blah, blah, blah. But she was very persistent about it because I loved it. I would tell everybody about it and just send them to her. Right. Right. And at the time I was still at the brewery. I partook in a mastermind called discover your superpower that another friend of mine was, um, was kind of testing out. And through that process, I discovered that, Something that I was told was a great weakness of mine for many years, being an optimist, being able to trust people right away, you know, because I was naive and that's not how the world works, etc., cetera, etc. cetera, et cetera. Um, through this discovery of your superpower, I realized that that was my superpower. So here I am. I have this realization that something that I was told for many years was a detriment, was actually not, that I was super special and awesome. I was feeling better. And my friend, my very persistent loving friend, Lauren, wanted me to join her Arbonne team. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm ready for something a little bit different here. So I joined her team and I was still working at the brewery, but the shift started to happen within me. I found that I was really passionate about helping people just feel better. Like it wasn't about the weight loss. It wasn't about any of that. It was just like, helping to give people hope that they could feel differently and having something that actually worked. Around this time too, having all of these discoveries, I woke up in the middle of the night one night and you know, my I'm very very fortunate because my ex and I have a very functional awesome co-parenting relationship, which is I'm so grateful for. But at the time we were just in a cycle of Of not getting along, like we weren't fighting, but I mean the tension was palpable. You know, he was sleeping on the couch, I was upstairs. It was just stressful all the time. Business was stressful, so I woke up in the middle of the night. It was like two a.m. Sat bolt upright. I I remember it so vividly, and I was just like, I don't think this is what life is supposed to feel like. I don't think this is what marriage is supposed to feel like. this has something has to change. Like I have to make a decision because this is not good. It's not good for me. It's not good for my kids. It's like not good for anyone. And that's when the ball started kind of rolling. So my ex and I separated in September of 2019 and I just jumped. I no longer worked at the brewery. So I was like, all righty, here we go. Arbonne, let me jump full time into this. And I wanted to do some type of certification because I, I know a lot about nutrition just in general, but I wanted to make sure that I was filling any gaps that I could really speak to anybody intelligently. And through Arbon, I had reached out to a friend and we reconnected and she told me about the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And I was like, oh, this is the exact program that I'm looking for. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. So I enrolled And at the same time, the yoga studio that was very much my church and got me through so much challenging times was hosting a 300-hour yoga teacher training. And I'm like, this is all a sign. This is supposed to happen. So I often jump into things, and I jumped into both of those things. So in February of 2020, I started both my journey of becoming a certified health coach and a certified yoga teacher. And through this journey. So initially I was like, I'm going to be an Arbonne representative that happens to be a health coach. Okay. This all makes sense to me. I'm like, okay, this will be good. And then I also teach yoga and that's awesome because I love it. As time went on, I, met another amazing woman Stacy Kessler and she is a small business strategist and I started going to this group that her and another woman hosts called Bold Boss Ladies. So Stacy and I connected and I decided to work with her to just kind of like get my my vision, my website together and she pulled my soul, my dreams like all the way oh. from the pit of my stomach confidence like and i realized i was like oh no you know what while well, i do love arbon arbon is too small for what i want to be able to accomplish in my life for the lives that i want to be able to touch right. so that's when i decided i'm like no i am i'm a health coach i'm going to be a healthy habits coach and here's my vision over the next 5 years and how my company's oh. going to grow and Um, Yeah. And at the end of the day, so I jumped and I officially launched my business in November of 2020. and, And here I am. And it's crazy, Stephanie, because it's been, in some ways, I believe that kind of when we take our hands off and just step back and let, you know, the universe, God, whatever greater power kind of just kind of like take the reins. We end up exactly where we're supposed to be, and as I reflect back on my life, because in college I was a women's studies major, and I always felt very um, insecure about that because I was like, "Oh, what am I going to do with that?" And now I'm like, "Oh, it all makes sense." And you know, after I had my oh, first God. daughter, I was a doula, and I'm just like, "Oh, yes, yeah, this is this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing," and it's, it's I love funny. that.
1: You know, in all the interviews that I do, that is a common thread is that you don't see the whole picture, you know, early on, but then as you get down the road and you look back, you can see how every little piece has fit together so perfectly. And it it was just little actions here and there and things that like with your women's study things that you maybe didn't even know how that could connect and relate. Cause I'm sure when you were working in the brewery, you weren't thinking like, Oh, I really need studies for this. You know? Yes. How it all came back around and even working in the brewery, you learned so many skills for being an entrepreneur and starting your very own business and being successful with that. I mean, it is just so incredible and I love, love, love hearing your story about that. Um, I wanted to go back to something. I read this on your website. It was a quote that you had on there. And and you, it was in that time when you were not taking care of yourself uh, and you were just kind of, you didn't realize that you were going to be getting to that point where you were burnt out. But you said, I didn't ask for help soon enough. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, because I think, that is really so true for so many women. I mean, maybe 99.9%. We don't ask for help soon enough. What did help look like for you in those days? And what was your very first step to get oh, roll in on that to where you were like, I've got to ask for help?
0: Yeah, you know, it's so hearing you say that out loud back to me, like immediately gave me goosebumps because it, it takes me to this place that, so many of us so many of us are right because we like i said earlier we do such a great job of normalizing dysfunction not feeling well oh it's normal oh i'll get i'll get to it in you know next week next week and all of a sudden it's three months and we've been feeling horrible this whole time the forest and asking for help i think can look like a bunch of different things, right? It doesn't necessarily mean going to a doctor right away, you know, asking for help can look like Googling something, you know, that's kind of the first step there. Like, and that was really the first thing. Cause I noticed six months into my second pregnancy, I just found myself, like I was constantly stretching my hands and my wrists and my feet and my ankles. And like, I was just uncomfortable, but I'm like, eh, I'm pregnant right and then after i had my daughter about three months after that i was still doing those things and i'm like this feels weird because i brushed it off for a while it's like oh it's hormones whatever but then i was like i don't know this isn't going away and i'm having a hard time getting out of bed now so i googled and that's when rheumatoid arthritis came up and yeah. And I, I went to see a doctor and they did the blood work and they were like, yeah, this is what's going on. And I really believe, so in one way, help looks like just you know taking the first step and, and even just getting curious, like, hey, I'm noticing that I'm feeling like this a lot. So like, what's up with that? But then I also believe that getting help looks like surrounding yourselves with the right people in your life that support and love you and most importantly hearing yes. that they want to support and love you and help you and accepting it that we're not weak we do not get gold stars for powering through as I've come to find out right like it's not nope. selfish to take time for yourself because yes I look at long term kind of like and it's it's funny this is quick but relevant you know when i was looking at who i wanted to speak loudest to in my business right and i went into it like i don't want to be a mom health coach heck no not going to be a mom health coach no way that is the worst thing ever in the world and then as i looked <laughs> and then as i looked at my experience in life and then as i looked at what would need to happen for me to be out of business and what would need to happen is that the word self-care isn't even a word that's used anymore because we're all naturally practicing it we're having meaningful conversations we're emotionally intelligent and then as i looked back at well who can influence generational change the most moms because we have to think about And I do this often when I'm being, you know, even as a health coach and knowing all the things, I do not take my own advice enough. But when I find myself powering through and not accepting the help that is around me, I ask myself, I'm like, do I want my girls to be thinking, feeling this way when they're 40 years old? And the answer is always immediately no, because I don't want them to power through. I want them to honor where they're at and... Being able to expose them, graciously accept help, ask for help, and giving them that example, I anticipate and hope that as they grow in their life, that's something that they're comfortable with and it doesn't have the same stigma it seems to for our generation.
1: Tune in next week to hear the second part of my interview with Lindsay, where we'll dive deep into the practical side of her business. Lindsay will share more about what she does as a health coach, how she found her very first client, and how she figured out how much to charge. Her insights are so valuable no matter what industry you're in, and you are going to get so much value from her story. You can connect with Lindsay at lindsaybonadonna.com or find her on Instagram at Lindsay Loves Wellness check the show notes for the links. The goal of this podcast is to inspire and encourage as many moms as possible to design their lives in a way that allows them to have freedom and flexibility to spend as much time with their kids as possible and earn the income they need for their families. You can help me reach more moms by subscribing to reviewing, and sharing the podcast. I love connecting with my listeners, so reach out and leave a review. If you have an idea for someone who should be a guest on the show, or you would like me to find a guest in a specific field, let me know. I'm here to serve you. Join me next week for another episode of the Capital Mom Podcast.